Divorce isn't the end of the world. It's the beginning of a brand new one. Get empowered and inspired while you build your post-divorce life. This is Thanks Divorce, and here's your host, Janine Bell. Well, hello again. I am happy to be back. I'm happy that you're here, and I hope those two things are true for you too. (laughs) So this episode is about the things that I did to help myself heal from my divorce, the things I did to heal myself from my divorce. So this stems from me being on TikTok, right? TikTok is a lot of things, so many things. And one of those things is inspirational, you know, informational, educational, entertainment, all the things. But I've found my little pocket of in, of not Instagram of TikTok that I do like and one of them is a woman who has a series it's like 100 days of yada 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 so I decided that I'm going to do maybe 30 days or 30 somethings where I share the ways that I help myself heal from my divorce so with that that's going to be on TikTok exclusively And this could also be a blog post, like a listicle. It could be an Instagram post. And looky here, it can be an episode on a podcast because there's audiences everywhere and they don't all exist on all of them and they might just be on one of them. So I'm going to do some sharing here as well. And I'm basically reading off a list that I just it just poured out of me one day. I was like, let me think about all the ways that I did heal or what, what happened during those, let's say at least a year. I don't know the time frame. None of these things have a time frame, honestly, but these are things that have happened since I left my marital home and started a journey inward and onward. So here we go in no particular order. No, actually, the number one is actually my number one. (laughs) But the rest of it just was like pouring out of me. And so here we go. Numero uno. Therapy. You guessed it. I mean, you might have guessed it. I hope you guessed it. If you've listened to a few podcasts of mine, you know that therapy is a big deal for me. And I'm a big proponent of it. And I think everybody should have it starting from like age seven. Everyone should get it for free across the globe because white supremacy it's also global all right so that was just my little two cents one is therapy so for me therapy is great I've described therapy as I remember when I had my first therapist back in 2013 maybe back when I had uh, my first miscarriage first miscarriage of two in the same year but I remember telling her that It's like I paint her a picture of what my life has been or what I'm going through. I paint it like a literal painting, but like figurative painting. And then she uses those exact same colors that I've been using and then shows it to me in a different way, like rearranges some things. It's a different picture when she reflects it back to me and in a way that I can digest it differently see it differently get a new perspective and um grow honestly so therapy 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 for all 
that should be the slogan of life. And so in the beginning stages, I had a therapist that was very helpful with helping me initiate and maintain uh, conversations with my ex that for me were very scary. And uh, she was very helpful in helping me mitigate feelings around that. So that was good. And then the one I have now, well, she's, that's a long story why she stopped, but the one I have now is great for maintenance and checking in and tools and moving forward and all these things. So therapy, number one. I didn't count these, they're bullet points on a piece of paper. So number two uh, is friends. Friends and different conversations that have been poignant and helpful in my journey. And in other episodes, I've talked about my friend Giovanna. I've also talked about my mother. My sister has been great. And this one, I'm gonna shout out my friend Markeith, Dr. Markeith. He doesn't like to be called that, but he is an actual doctor. And he was very helpful for me during my process because we've been friends since we were 14. And um, he just let me talk it all out, get through all my crazy stages of it. Uh, He provided a space for laughter, perspective, groundedness. Uh, He works at UCLA with the students and he actually was helpful in helping me retrace who I am through these exercises and like kind of homework things and that was very very helpful and he listened to many many iterations of my healing or stages of my healing and had grace for all of it so he was a wonderful person to vent to and also get perspective from so I'm grateful for him to this day great man next up is books the books that um stood out to me the most were women who run with the wolves which is a staple it's like a a bible honestly it's a great book uh for specifically for women going through a divorce i think it reminds you of your wild nature that may have been tamed through society through marriage through whatever and it reminds you of who you are or who you were born to be, or at least who you, who you had the capacity to be. And then we have, I revisited the book, Jonathan Livingston Siegel, which is a classic and uh, a nice reminder as well about flying or going a different path and like going your own way and making it work. We don't know what happened to him at the end of, of the book, but you imagine making it work, right? <laughs> Uh, number four would be podcasts. And I was, a, I mean, I've been a fan of Oprah for a very long time. And I would listen to her Super Soul conversations. That's been very helpful. And then also the Multi Amory podcast. None of these people or books or anything are sponsoring any of this, but it's great. Um, the Multi Amory podcast was when I was dabbling into polyamory. And they offer perspective that I don't think is available for like regular relationship, not regular, heteronormative relationship podcasts. Take out the normative, just heterosexual, whatever. Uh, Malsi Amory is a great podcast. That's where I, that's where I learned the, uh, what is it? Five apology languages. 
So we all are aware of the five love languages, physical touch and all the things, right? But there's this other thing called the uh, five apology languages where it really taps into the type of apology that like really hits for you as the receiver of, a, of an apology. So you learn things like, would you prefer to hear the person accept responsibility or genuinely repent, request for your forgiveness or express a bunch of regret, those types of things. And some people give an apology to a person and it doesn't really hit or land well because the way that they want to receive an apology is different from what you're giving, very similar to love languages. So that was great. That was one takeaway of many from the Multi-Amory podcast. Shout out to them. And then movie, that's number five. Movie, I'm not going to say movies, but movie that I watched that I had never seen before. And I just happened to watch it in 2020 while going through my divorce or the, like the bulk of my divorce was Eat, Pray, Love. Now I'm watching it for the very first time ever in life. Heard of it. Oprah was crazy about the book, yada, yada, yada. But um, I watched it for the first time in 2020. It came out in 2010. And I just thought it was right on time for me. (laughs) It was right on time. And the type of journey she took while going through a divorce. Like, yeah, speak my language. So I just felt like that was the time for me to see it. And it was great. Helpful number six was group coaching. Now, I was not in group coaching while going through the divorce process, but I remember my experiences from a group coaching program that I did way before divorce that I used those tools to help me get through, emotionally get through a lot of the things that I was feeling and considering and even doing um, while going through my divorce. So that was helpful kind of retroactively. And then let's go with number seven. That would be alone time. Alone time. It's my favorite thing. It's one of my favorite things. And in that alone time, because of a pandemic in the world kind of stopped for a little bit, which was perfect. So let's call alone time and pandemic as like a helpful thing (laughs) to help me through my divorce, help me heal. And um, I just had time to sit with myself and sit with my feelings and be and think and consider and work through, feel through uh, all the things. Alone time was very, very powerful for me. And I, I feel like I used it wisely. And so number eight is exercise. Exercise was so helpful. I had lived across the street for, from a gym, like the walk from door to door was no more than two minutes. And I had not had a membership to that gym. I joined the February when everything shut, like before everything shut down. And when things opened back up a little bit, I started to go. But I was in that apartment for a full year without even touching that gym. But I knew, I could see it from my bedroom window. (laughs) But going to that gym was like, ah, this is really like a happy place. I love it here. So exercise was very helpful when they opened it back up. I think it was like that September or something. I'm not sure. But that was wonderful. 
specifically because they had a heavy bag. Heavy bag for me equals a place to take out rage and anger by kicking and punching. I don't know any other constructive way to get get rid of anger and rage besides kicking something, a heavy bag specifically, and punching it. So kickboxing, just self-taught, self-directed, intuitive, if you will, (laughs) um, was great. Throw on some headphones, throw on the right music, and you're having a time, and you walk out exhausted and full and empty at the same exact time. Another exercise that was helpful for me, helpful for me was running. And running was great because you just kind of clear your mind or I cleared my mind while running. So if I go to the run with a certain feeling that's pent up or a thought that's there, by the end of my run, if I say I'm going to run around this track four times or whatever, by the end of the run, it's totally gone, dissipated. As if it's going from your brain and every step you take, it just makes its way out your body through your feet and it's it's just on the ground. It's just on the track. I made that up just now, but I like it. All right, so number, let's call it nine. (laughs) Uh, My personal mantras and resolve about life, that's helped me in everything that I do and specifically my um, my divorce and that's just who I am as a person and how I lean into the lessons I I lean forward towards healing Um, one of my mantras in life is everything is figure outable it's not groundbreaking but I firmly believe everything is figure outable and I do believe everything will be okay no matter what everything will be okay and what else about myself? Yeah, within you know the first few stages of it, I found myself releasing my attachment to the need for marriage because I was questioning that. Why do I need this thing? What about my you know growing up or social socialization that made me need this? And then just kind of breaking that down and. Uh, finding freedom and not needing it the way that I thought I needed it before. What else? I started to trust myself more and making and keeping little promises to myself was instrumental to that. Oh, sorry. Another book that I read at the time with a group of people, it was an actual book club, was the Master Key System mind-blowing and we met I'm sorry I'm jumping around we met every week after reading each chapter and discussed it was a magical experience with these folks I felt like we were in a tribe of our own going through the pandemic this was probably like April of 2020 through June because it was a lot of chapters but um yeah that was a great experience and we have a, a chat group to this day And I love them all for what we experienced together and what we learned collectively at the same time as a tribe. Um, So shout out to my Master Key family. All right, yeah, personal mantras number nine. Um, Yeah, I I really enjoy learning and grasping the lesson so I don't have to keep at learning it over and over again. So I really just pour it into myself and that's just my, my own personal 
like proclivity, honestly. All right, number 10, my own podcast. The thing you're listening to right now was very helpful and healing for me. I didn't know that going in. I didn't know that it could be. I didn't know it was going to be, but turns out it is. Um, I, I feel good about sharing my journey, which I learned is important for something that is very private. And I learned that in 2013 while going through my miscarriages. So the first one I went through relatively alone. And when I had that second one later on that year, anybody who talked to me, I'm telling them either it just happened or it happened a few weeks ago or whatever, because it, it is, it's, it's a horrible feeling to go through something so devastating alone. And so this podcast is like, I learned my lesson about that. So I'm not about to do this. I'm going to share and I'm going to invite people in. I'm going to share it to the world, all these things. And it turned out to be very healing. One, because I'm listening to myself and my process and what I had gone through with the miscarriages, but two, finding like minds and somewhat of a tribe and sisterhood and with other women who have found their divorce to be transformational in a good way. So I'm grateful for that. And that kind of leads into number 11, which is meeting other divorced women. So when you speak up about it, people will be like, oh, I've gone through a divorce. Some people who I had never known was married (laughs) um, were divorced. And uh, it was lovely to connect with them and hear their stories and how they got through and what was helpful for for them. And I also created a meetup group on meetup.com for divorced women to do things together. And it's been an incredible experience meeting other divorced women across state and country lines there's some people in canada who join it's like meetups and stuff on zoom some of them and hearing their stories because it's so diverse there's so much that there's so many different variables of how things can go and and we help each other with advice like i also married a narcissist one person would say and then they'd give advice on how to do this or one with children we'll talk to the other person with children and you know connect on that level so that's also been very helpful And let's go with number 12, which is sharing my story with other people, which is what I've been saying. So sharing it in real life, whether it be, uh, yeah, real life on a podcast, social media, whoever will hear me, that has been very healing. Number 13, spirituality. And I won't go into too much detail with that, but it's been very helpful to be spiritually grounded and to feel cared for and reaffirmed in my movements throughout the world and throughout life, different things that have been, even having deja vu while going through divorce is very affirming to me. So I, I really appreciate my connection to spirit and spirit's connection to me. Um, that's all I say about that. 14, I took a few classes that happened during my divorce. And one of them is Healing Through Seduction by Miss Pearl Noir. She's a burlesque dancer, but a, not but, and a, an amazing facilitator. And that was very, very helpful. I took that ooh, one of my times in Jamaica while going through the, the divorce. And it helped me connect to my body. And one of my biggest takeaways was that seduction is really not about the person 
who it's performed in front of not even perform whoever is there to witness it it's not for them it's really for you so being in your body and getting in touch with your sensual self um is really an inside job and if someone else is lucky enough to see it and witness it good for them but it's really for you and the other class i took i forgot the name of it but it was about um like learning your triggers and how to mitigate them acknowledge them work through them have a toolkit ready when you encounter them it was a whole thing that was also online and i thought that to be very very helpful and i remember at the end of that class um i was doing some of the exercises it's like a webinar actually it's like doing it on your own webinar and i just remember crying very like deep like a very deep 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 cry and I let out this sound that I have never heard myself make before or after that. And it's, it was very like guttural, like deep, deep, deep. It reminds me of that movie, The Green Mile, where that, when the, I think the, the guy who was in jail opened his mouth and like these little flies came out, um, which I don't even remember what that was about, honestly, but it just felt like I'm letting out something that I don't need. And I didn't know was really there, but it, it wants to get out. And that cry, it didn't last very long, but I just know that that sound was, it just felt ancient. And I'm grateful for it. So classes, which I don't know, social media knew I was going through the divorce or spiritually, it was just put into my hemisphere in life. I don't know, but I took those two classes. They were very helpful. Number 15 for me, hope I'm doing this right in order, <laughs> was writing. I thoroughly enjoy writing. Writing has been a cathartic practice for me since I was in puberty, honestly. And um, so writing has been very helpful. Journaling in my own personal journal, writing on medium.com, uh, writing essays, writing thoughts, writing on like receipts here and there. And I still have the little pieces of paper where I wrote things to myself and I date them. And, you know, I just come up. A, upon things that I was thinking and how I was processing. Honestly, I think if someone's going through a divorce, they could benefit for from having a journal just for the divorce process, just to chronicle their thoughts and feelings and all the things. Because when you look back at it, there's a sense of like, I really went through the fire or I really triumphed something that was really, really, really hard for me at that time. So when you're beyond those feelings and have grown through or healed through, it's really, really great to look back and say like, man, that was really hard and I got through it. It's a wonderful, like proud feeling. So writing, uh, I highly recommend again <laughs> on this podcast. And 16, new relationships. I dated someone seriously while going through the divorce, but it was long distance and it was an open relationship. So it was a convenient thing, but we also had a very good and genuine connection, which I learned a lot from that relationship and I'm so grateful for. So that was wonderful new relationship was helpful it ended it was it was a nice let's say 18 months or so and 
to this day, like he's, I think of him fondly and we can have a conversation today that has nothing to do with like feelings for each other, but like have a good time because we do get along very, very well. But we've reached the end of our rope as far as long distance, you know, <laughs> we tried. With valiant effort, we tried. Um, and in terms of relationships, I joined Tinder for the first time in 2020. I think when Tinder came out, I don't know the year, but I was married or in a relationship on my way to marriage, so I never got a chance to join Tinder. So when people talked about swiping left and right, I was not familiar with that with what that meant for a very long time. So joining Tinder was an adventure for me, <laughs> a, a glorious adventure to this day, honestly, still still around. And also relationships, I learned about polyamory. I read The Ethical Slut for the second time and uh, really opened up my world to possibility and freedom and exploration and autonomy. And, you know, I can only control myself and my body. I don't control anyone else's body. So it provided clarity and boundaries in a beautiful way. And I'm, I'm grateful for that because I take that with me into my new relationships because I don't want to be owned, nor do I want to own anyone. And I think a lot of monogamous relations have to do with owning someone's body or time. Like we talk all the time, we're around each other all the time. And you know, when you're by yourself, you hit me up and we talk and we text and time, 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 time. And also body, you only sleep with me, you spend your time with me, you want to hang out with me only and all of that. Um, that's to each their own. We're going to go with that. <laughs> so I learned, I expanded my view of what relationships could be healthily through learning about polyamory, studying polyamory and kind of practicing it, kind of, sort of. I don't think I was very good at it though, but I didn't really stick at it <laughs> as long. I, I quit. I did. I quit it. So <laughs> the next thing was exploration. Let's call that 17. I'm not really trying to keep track. Exploration. And that's me exploring old and new hobbies like roller skating and racquetball. I recently learned how to swim, which was, I'm a grown person and I just learned how to swim and I'm proud of myself. And even on my first day when I went to the swimming class, I met a woman who was 72. Two, she was turning 73 the next day and she said that she learned how to swim that year like she had been swimming for one year of her life and she taught herself so even that felt like affirmation like you, you're okay everybody is doing their own journey and look at her she's an inspiration at 73 doing her thing so exploration and it's called the education too I would also go places and with the like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to meet new people. And um, and that happened. I met amazing, great people who I had wonderful experiences with. I would go, when things opened back up, I would go to comedy shows alone. Go, I haven't gone to the movies alone, but I go to things alone, like a outdoor festival, yada, 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 um, just to have an experience. And I have a really good time. Also in the exploration is my own personal sexual liberation and that's been a journey a wondrous journey that I'm so proud of for 
kind of bucking up against the system of of misogyny and like patriarchy and all the bs that comes with like women and shame and sexuality and all the things it's like nah i deserve pleasure and i enjoy pleasure speaking of which back to number whatever the one books was about i read the book pleasure activism (laughs) i'm forgetting about these books but uh pleasure activism is a wonderful book highly recommend and so we're back at exploration yeah sexual liberation has been a big part of my journey and it's still ongoing i i enjoy the growth what i learn from it what i'm getting out of it and um just the freedom i have in my body i've always been a sensual person i know that to be true and to just have a little bit of like badass behind it uh, feels damn good. And I feel in control of myself and my body and what I do with it and how I talk to myself and how I treat myself and how I seek out pleasure in all that I do. Audrey Lord, her speech about eroticism is in the beginning of pleasure activism, but I also would listen to it like played on YouTube It's called Uses of the Erotic, the Erotic as Power. Love this speech. Love, love, love. And I would play it on replay. I would play it around my children. It's it's a go-to. I might listen to it today. That's how I good that's how much I feel so grateful and moved by it every time. And kind of live by it now. So that was 17 exploration. Let's go with 18. Being of service. That also feels good. And specifically around divorce. So the podcast is a service that I provide just whether that through my hard work and labor with producing a podcast, <laughs> uh, which has many moving, piece, moving pieces, but um, podcast is free for everyone. And I hope that is inspirational and motivational and impactful and empowering in some way to anyone who has access to this and then offering coaching services to women going through divorce offering a divorce retreat coming up in February the meetup group is free to join and free to attend just anything that can help women navigate a divorce and provide positive outcomes that's the goal because it's hard out here it's very hard specifically in a society that you know, reward you for one thing and punish you for, punishes you for the other. Um, it takes a lot of courage. So I, I hope to be somewhere on someone's list in their healing through their divorce to help them not make it so hard for them. Number 19, making new friends. That's been fun. So a part of a divorce is like, you kind of friendship is hard let's just say that and sometimes you have mutual friends that you met through the marriage or that was your partner's friend first or whatever so they those relationships they're not all going to be the same so some might die off some might die down some might just be more sporadic but there's still love there whatever but actively trying to make new friends as a grown-up okay uh has been a journey and very interesting and i have met incredible people 
along the way. So I'm, that's been a part of my healing, just actually finding other people to connect with. And because the people who you're around during your marriage just feels like that's how most adults are adulting. But then you meet other adults who adult differently. And you're like, oh, okay. This is like the people who drink more or like over here, the people who smoke more or these people are more adventurous or these, I don't know, are more clicky. Like you just find other type of adulting happening. And that's been my experience. So I enjoy the variety of people that I've met since leaving the marriage. Number 20. Oh, traveling to Jamaica <laughs> for three months. That was like, if I had to eat, pray, love, that was one of them. That I don't know what my three would be called, but one of them would be Jamaica. <laughs> because being in Jamaica, the land of my mother, my father, and their parents, and their parents, and their parents, was very restorative on several levels. I feel like all the atoms in my body just felt like we're home, <laughs> we're here, you made it back type of thing, even though I wasn't born there whatsoever. But um, it was my first time as a, a grown-up. I keep saying grown-up because I like I like saying that over adult most times. But I was my, that was my first time there as a grown-up and connecting with the country and appreciating all the things in a way that that wasn't accessible to me when I was going to Jamaica as a child. I was always a plus one. I was always like just there with my parents. Like they're going back home. They're seeing their family. They're going to their cousin's wedding. They're going to their uncle's funeral. I'm just with them. This one felt like this is my trip to connect to this country that has given me so, so much. My lineage. And it's such a rich country. I love the lush land. I love that if you just throw a seed anywhere, that that's going to be a tree in a few months for sure. It's going to be a fruit tree, whatever whatever you just threw, it's going to it's a fertile 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 ground. Um my experience has was great because I had a lot of time with my grandmother who is a wonderful storyteller and funny and judgmental and she's has anxiety. We call it like you're a worry ward. No, you you have anxiety. And um, she, she just, she's great. And I love her so much. She's the matriarch of the, matriarch of the family. And I got so much from her storytelling. And I learned a lot about how we got where we are because of her visionary and optimistic look and take and actions. And... Um, I remember we drove past the house and she's like, this is the woman who helped me get my visa to come to America. She helped me get the job because you, you come over to America as a domestic worker. She was like Miss Doubtfire. So as a domestic worker, this is the person who's responsible for her going to America and sending her children there to college in America to then me being born in America. So that lady, all respect due to her, for helping my grandmother build a quote unquote better life for us in America. But now we're learning that America is quite the shit show. <laughs> but um, yeah, so just little stories like that was very helpful and the experience was nourishing and I, it was great. I, I couldn't, I can't say enough about Jamaica. 
or that time there. And the reason why we were there for three months is because it was a pandemic and my children and I were in Jamaica because school was then compromised. So you can really take school anywhere online. So we did that. That was number 20. Number 21. This really should be in five parts, but we about to do this. <laughs> uh, 20. Maybe we'll go to 30. I don't know how long, how many more I have. Oh, we're almost done. All right. 21 was connecting to nature and often. So helping me heal was connecting with nature. That also included Jamaica, just being outside, being in the sun, um, helping my mother plant things in her garden and take care of the land, steward the land. Um, I went hiking a few times during the pandemic. That was beautiful. Going to the beach alone, going to the beach specifically to feel restored or to let things out and let things go was very, very helpful, I believe in like taking your problems or taking whatever it is to the water or letting nature have it because nature is so abundant and it can transform and transmute things. So that was very helpful for me. 21, changing my last name back, which I'm not necessarily there yet, but <laughs> um, that's a part of the plan. So in that is getting what I believe is my identity back on many many levels that's all I'll say about that but that's that's a part of the healing as well it's a big part 22 I wrote a letter to my ex that was helpful to me um that letter what I thought was going to be two pages was 10 pages and um I was able to say a lot that I wasn't able to say out loud like I said before, writing was very cathartic or is very cathartic for me. So things came out easily when writing, when they might have been hard to say verbally. And um, so along with the letter, I've also apologized and tried to make amends with him. I've also in the process right now, like rebuilding a relationship since we'll be in each other's lives for a long time because of the children. So having something just a notch above amicable is the goal. <laughs> like, I don't want to just tolerate you and like just be decent to a decent person, but like, I want to, you know, be a notch above amicable, whatever that is. Friendly, but not friends, you know, like that in a genuine way. So we're building that, which I'm grateful for. And that also is helping in my own healing with the the whole process because the world was turned upside down. And to get myself in a good place and just leave behind the relationship or a relationship just feels amiss a bit. So it's healing for me to be in a better place with him. I'll leave that there. 23, it's an ongoing journey and I'm the best version of myself that I've ever experienced. Yeah, so healing has been a journey. All right, that's the last one. Let's say it's 23 things. <laughs> um, healing has been a journey. I'm grateful for every thing that I've done, seen, oh, sorry. Everything that I've done, seen, tried, 
experience question left no rock unturned i hope that's the right phrase no stone no stone unturned um was curious about uh dug deeper into like i i'm proud of who i am who i am today and also who i am becoming and turning into and all the things because of these 20 blah blah things let's call them 22 because that that wasn't really helpful in my healing but that's just like the end result so it's been a journey it's not overnight like i said it's been two years and it's not going to be the same for other people but i hope that this gives some insight into what it might take to heal from a divorce for one person who lives in New York with certain access to certain things. Now, access is different. Resources are different. Circumstances are different. Um, so find, find the things because it's not one thing. Find the things that work for you. And if any of these resonated with you, please try them. Uh, because it's it's a journey. But on the other side of it, it there's glory in the person that you become. I walk through life 100% differently than I have ever walked before. And... I want that for anyone who's ever been broken by anything. It doesn't have to be the exact version of what I'm walking, but the best version of you, whatever that is. And some days that's different. Uh, so yeah, that's me. <laughs> and I'd love to hear from you. What, what are the things you've done? No one's ever asked me this. And I remember like, I'm just going to write these things out and they're each going to be a post on TikTok. So look out for that, actually. My name on TikTok is Thanks Janine, a play on Thanks Divorce. And I'm going to do a series about the 22 things that <laughs> helped me heal through my divorce. And um, maybe go into more detail and maybe talk more slowly because I feel like I was just plowing through this list but I wanted to get it out for sure. And uh, it's it's beautiful. I just looking over the list and was like, man, you did, you did some things. And it took something to do them. So do, do what works for you. Do what takes you to the next level of your evolution. And um, let's all heal and be great in this world and leave this place better than we found it. That's it. That's the spiel. And here's my last little tiny, tiny bit that I will share about the divorce retreat. Boom, boom. Bow, 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 bow. It is officially called the Thanks Divorce Release Retreat. And during this, re this retreat, we will release the things that we want to leave behind. We will connect with each other and form a bond with the other 10 or so women who are there and we will refresh our mindsets and our resolve and our emotional bodies while in Mexico in February 2023. 
We welcome those who are healing or mending themselves since their divorce. This is for you. It doesn't matter when you got divorced. It's never too late to celebrate your growth. The fast facts about the divorce. There's 11 slots available. Women only. Femmes only. Tulum, Mexico. Four days. February 9th through 12th. We have the whole hotel to ourselves, which includes a private chef, daily cleaning services. I mean, there's AC. There, I mean, the hotel's great. Go on thanksdivorce.com slash retreat, and you'll see pictures of the space and the bedrooms and things like that. The trip is $19.50. That is the total for the four days. And you get all meals included. You get transportation to and from the airport. We will do a release ritual at the water. We will have a cenote day trip excursion. It's going to be incredible. Incredible. So if you want to learn more, thanksdivorce.com slash retreat. Get in there. Um, and let's let's go release some things. February 2023. It's, it's about damn time. In the words of both Lizzo and Arlen Hamilton, a wonderful investor in Silicon Valley. All right, that's it. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day, night, evening, wherever you are, morning, all the things. And I will see you next time on another episode of Thanks Divorce. Thanks Divorce.